Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And off we go. Welcome aboard. Glad you are joining us on this Saturday, midday. My name is Blake Rafino, and this is Are You Serious? I hope you're making it a good one. Everyone on Facebook, everyone on Twitter, everywhere on YouTube, go ahead and hit that like and hit that share, retweet, whatever it may be. We greatly appreciate you joining us. I hope you like the song. It is a Saturday in the great state of Louisiana. As always, Doobie Lane back on the ones and twos, making everything happen. The man with the plan, Doobie Lane. We greatly appreciate him being back. And as always... Tonight's show is brought to you by GM Varno and Sons, who has been faithfully serving the Baton Rouge and Denham Springs area for the last 62 years. They take pride in their work to earn your business. They are ready to assist you in everything, big rig needs, automotive needs, whatever you need done. They have very highly trained technicians. Drivetrain repair, AC work, big rig overhauls. No job is too big or too small. Call GM Varno and Sons today, 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. My guy, GM Varnado and Trey Varnado, who is with us tonight. Trey, I greatly appreciate, sir. Thank you very much. Trey Varnado, we have a, a, a listener told me yesterday on stream and off stream that he went over to GM Varnado and Sons and had such a great experience that they were very highly trained technicians. They did exactly what he needed. He was only in there 30 minutes. And he was in and out very quickly and had a lot of things done. So we greatly appreciate you guys over at GM Varnado and Sons. Guys, we got a good show in store for you today. If you can see in the description, you can go ahead and give us a call. That's right. We are taking live phone calls. If you want to call in, give us a call, 225-238-6075. If you want to call into the show, you can. I'm not going to force you like I did last night. <laughs> Because we were testing out. But give us a call if you want to talk some sports, if you want to talk some LSU, whatever you want to talk about. Even if it's Carol Baskin, give us a call, 225-238-6075. So, guys, tonight's topics are – I keep saying tonight because every night we go on at 6.30. <laughs> we go on at 6.30, so it's not the night. But one thing that we're going to talk about and something that I've kind of hearing through the whispers and a lot of people already know is that the Pac-12 is about to be decimated and it looks like they are not going to have sports. Now, not, not only are they not going to have sports, but spe specifically college football. We're going to touch on some things about the Pac-12 and could LSU capitalize on that? Could they go and pluck some guys out of the Pac-12? We're going to touch on that. Dante Starks. Now, we mentioned it a little bit last night. Oh, we got a caller. Hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. We got a live one. You're on the, phone, you're on the air with Blake Rafino. Who do I have the pleasure in talking to today? Blake Rafino. How about them Red Sox? <laughs> you mean the poor, very, very poor Red Sox? Is that who you're talking about, Stephen Miller? No, sir. The four-time World Series champions of the 2000s. The Yankees <laughs> have won one. Well, here's, here, here's, here's what I'm going to say. Yes, we can look at the, at the, at the very recent future, but it, what happens if we look at the, the – since baseball started, how does that look for your Red Sox? That's, that's – 
that's not the conversation we're in, Blake. <laughs> and this is not Stephen Miller. Who is this? You got to take a wild guess, my friend. This sounds like this Man, sounds like my boy CC. It's CC, dog. CC, what's happening? When you said Red Sox, I'm gonna have to turn the volume up a little bit on mine. But you talking about the Red Sox? You mean that poor team? My bad, CC. Talking about the Red Sox, my friend. So I got a question for you. I got a question for you. Which you got some pretty good connections to some people that that play for LSU. How how are some of those LSU players feeling right now? Are they are they ready to get back? Yeah, they're very excited. They uh they've been in Zoom meetings every day. Uh, they're ready to get in the weight room. In fact, I could tell you the majority of them has been working out on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I spoke to one the other day. He's healthy. He's ready to get back. Uh, he said that he's really excited about defensive coordinator Bo Pelini's defense. Yes, indeed. Well, you know, it's good to hear that. It's good to hear that. Stephen Miller, I'm sorry. I'm getting – bro, CC, I'm getting I'm getting demolished up here in the comments. They're like, that ain't, that ain't Stephen Miller? <laughs> this, well, we got one member of the tenth man. We got one member of the tenth man that's on the on the phone with us. But but CC, I'm very uh, I'm very excited to hear that, especially coming from you know. And I'm not going to put it out on air who you, you know the kid that you talked to. Um, but I'm very excited that he said that. That means if you know a, a kid that's going to be a leader on the field, a, a guy that's going to be a leader for that defense, him loving Bo Pelini, that's only going to trickle down to the other players, right? Yeah, yeah, he, uh, yeah, I don't want to give out his name and all, but he's, uh, he's excited. He's a, you know, he's a huge part of that defense. Um, and he said a lot of them all, like, they all work together. You know, they're all one big team, you know, one family. He um, say anything about the Dante Stark situation or no, not really? Um, not really. Um, he was all, all I knew is he was in zoom meetings with them earlier in the week. And, uh, so he was quite shocked too, when I spoke to him yesterday afternoon. Yeah. And, and we're going to touch on that. If you guys see in the description, everyone that's joining us, I greatly appreciate it. Hit that like, and hit that share. Corey, my boy, my boy, CC is on the, on the phone line. So it's the AYS hotline. CC, I'm going to get you out here on this. What are you most looking forward to now that we're starting to get some sports back? Now, I know that you're a UFC fan. You like to watch some sports. But are, is baseball the biggest thing that you're looking forward to coming that July 4th weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I probably won't get off my recliner, and my wife will not be happy because <laughs> it'll be sports back. Uh, but she's a Red Sox fan herself there. So oh, God. Oh, so. God. What have you done with your family? Just make sure your your very lovely little girl does not become a Red Sox fan. Like, tell yeah. her that Uncle Blake will give her, like, 25 bucks a month all throughout, you know, high school, junior high, and elementary if she just wants to be a, a, a Yankees fan just to torment you. Only through those years. Because after that, after you suffer through 20 years, CC. <laughs> hey, Blake. Huh? Blake, I have somebody wants to give you a message. Okay. Oh God, there she is. <laughs> no, man, we uh, 
as far as sports in a whole, man, you know, I just like the sport of baseball. Uh, so I'm ready for it to get back in full swing. Me too, CC. So, uh, Me too. Even though it's only going to be 75, 80 games, if that, at least it's something. And then, and then yeah. we're going to probably see the Red Sox make another run at it. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> We'll see. CC, right, we dude. really appreciate it. Hey, man, I appreciate you calling in. We all know that you're working on the front lines. Be safe, my friend. Anything you need, let us know. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good one. Thanks, CC. Yeah. My boy CC just called in for us. If you want to call in, you got the number up top. But I want to get to this. Dante Starks did make a statement. As you heard CC there, we're going to touch on that. And Drew Brees, is he going to be limited during the season? Sean Payton came up with a very uh, cryptic interview when he was talking to CBS. We're going to talk about that, too. But where we're going to start off the show tonight is what I just mentioned, especially around LSU players in this Pac-12. Now, let's back up 10 years ago when in 2010 and the 2010 season. Now, you guys might remember the expansion rule where the Pac-12 the uh, the Pac-12 or the Pac-10 at the time was attempting to pluck some of the teams that were in the Big 12. Now, they did do some, but the SEC came in with a late push and was able to get teams like Texas A&M and Missouri. And regardless of how much, guys, that we hate Texas A&M, as much as we don't like them, as a SEC, it's good for the conference because you have the state of Texas, a team out of the state of Texas that brings in a lot of money, that's going to be in the conference. Now, Missouri is a completely different thing. They were there for basketball reasons. But I completely understand what they did there. Now, some of you followers or some of you people that have been following me for a long time know that every week I go on with Bill King out in Nashville, and he made a very interesting point. His point was, do you not believe or do you not think that the Big 12 won't do exactly what the Pac-12 was trying to do with everything going on COVID-19 related and try to pluck some of those teams out of that conference now that some of these states aren't going to be reopening. Now, if you didn't see some of that, some of the governors were even laughing when they were asked about football. One of the governors out of the state of Oregon, Kate Brown, being one of them, in a press conference, she was asked by a reporter about Oregon and Oregon State football, and she laughed saying that we're not even talking about that. That's not even on the table. Arizona is a, Arizona has two teams in that conference in Arizona and Arizona State whose governor says we're reopened. So now the question is, is do the, does the Big 12, who has 10 teams, do they add two more? Do they even do they even add possibly try to add four so that they can have two divisions and do what the SEC has been doing? What do we know about that? And what do we know about that when it comes specifically to the SEC? When you have better competition, you can have a Big 12 network, and that's going to bring in more money for your conference. It makes it more competitive. But that's what's going to happen there. And that's what I think is going to happen. It's easily going to be attainable. But here's what I want to get and where where I want to tie it into LSU. Here's where I'm going to tie it into LSU is because there's multiple recruits and multiple guys that if if teams in the Pac-12 aren't playing, let's use Oregon as the example that we were just using. 
You mean to tell me that some players are going to just sit out a year if their teams aren't playing? They're not going to look for the transfer? And let's not act like the NCAA, the NC2A, wouldn't grant them, would not grant them the ability to do that. Now, Kayvon Thibodeau, who is a defensive end out of Oregon, who has some Louisiana ties, do you think that he's going to sit out for a year? Heck no. Heck no, he's not. So now that if you're a team such as LSU, do you go and try to pluck him if the NCAA is going to grant immunity and grant the access for these guys to transfer? You're absolutely right. But here's what I want to get at, too, with these governors. Now, most of these state state universities are run by the state. And if you're going to sit here and you're going to tell me for one second and one iota that this does not completely affect your university and the money coming out of your university, you were outside your flipping mind. You were outside your mind. Teams are netting close to 50 to $75 million in that conference when it comes to football. And are they going to sit back and lose that? Heck no. Everyone that's joining us, we greatly appreciate it. Carlton Cisco, Jimmy D. Smith, what's going on, man? Randy Seal, Mr. Sheriff, Sheriff Randy Seal, we greatly appreciate it. Go ahead and hit that like and hit that share. But that's where we sit. Is that these other teams in the Pac-12, look, as much as we crap on and as much as we want to poo-poo on the Pac-12, they have some very, very good athletes. They have some very, very, very good talent. Technically, the best offensive lineman, go look at who won the Outland Trophy last year and the kid Saul out of Oregon. Look what he did at Derrick Brown in week one. You think he's going to sit out? No. Do you think some of the receivers at USC is going to sit out? No. And do you think that a team like Florida or a team like Georgia who desperately needs wide receivers, do you think that they're not going to try to go and pluck them? The Pac-12 does not understand what they're doing, but it, but in retrospect, their hands are kind of tied. But what they should do is say, "Hey, if your team, if your university is not going to play and your state won't let you play, oh well, show goes on." But I think that's interesting to to look at. Does is there a scenario where another conference comes in and tries to pluck one of those Pac-12 teams? And if do those kids leave, does LSU? Does LSU get have the ability to go and get one of them? You mean to tell me right now that you wouldn't take the Pac-12 or close to the, the leader in sacks in the Pac-12 and Kayvon uh, Thibodeau? You wouldn't take him, especially now in the 4-3, especially with Bo Pelini, especially him coming off the edge? No, you would do that. So it's something that has been going on in my mind the last couple of days. Everyone in the comments I see, we're going to get to some of y'all's comments. I was getting... <laughs> I thought that was Stephen the Miller because Stephen Miller in the beginning because he said go Red Sox. Uh oh, there goes my little buddy Ben. Hopefully, I'm not the one that woke him up. I might have been. Jacob Samuelson says, "Bet you won't hang up on Stephen Miller." <laughs> no, it wasn't Stephen Miller. I wouldn't have done that. That's my boy. Everyone that wants to call in, talk some sports with Blake Rufino, go ahead and do so. Two two five two three eight six zero seven five. Devin C says, CC's pizza pie. <laughs> CC, we greatly appreciate you calling in, brother. Yankees are poo. 
anyone who thinks the Yankees are poo, we can fight. I'm just joking. <laughs> Go ahead and call on in. The phone lines are open, 225-238-6075. Look, something that I thought that was interesting also about, and last last point on this, on this Pac-12 issue, but one thing that I thought that was interesting and just kind of came back to me is, especially when it ties into LSU, is a guy by the name of JT Daniels. Now, that's gotten a lot of clout and a lot of publicity here lately. A quarterback who reclassified himself and now is transferring from USC. Now that if he's he is in the transfer portal, but does he give the eligibility? Does he get that eligibility back? That would be a something that LSU should also monitor. Guys, this COVID-19 is something that we're all working through. Now, NASCAR's doing their thing today. UFC's doing a fight tonight. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're being shown that you can perfect this. You can easily perfect this. But guys, before we get to the next segment, as always, give my guy Mike Bazile a phone call today. Mike Bazile, financial advisor for all things financial, family planning, retirement planning, business planning, insurance planning. Call Mike Bazile today. If you live for it, well, you, you better plan for it. Call Mike Bazile at 504-343-1576. His number's right there in the description. Give him a call if you have any financial needs. He will definitely, definitely take care of you. Justin Dunning says, y'all sleeping on Max. Got super superstar written all over him. Justin, he easily could. He easily could. But talking about quarterback Max Johnson, but at the same time, you're going to ask a true freshman quarterback to go in there in the SEC without a spring and what could possibly be without a very extended fall. If Miles Brennan goes down, then what? I see what you're saying, and I think he will be a superstar too. I think he'll be really, really good, but we're talking about this year. We're talking about in the future because if we're specifically talking about this year and you have a true freshman without a camp, without a spring, then what? But, guys, I know I touched on this earlier or last night about Dante Starks. If you guys didn't see linebacker Dante Starks, who was arrested in February on a gun charge and resisting arrest, in February, what's that, Doobie? He did. He did. He was he was suspended for from the team, but has since February been released because of his academics. Now he came out with a statement, and we're going to read it for him because there's a lot of things and I shouldn't have to bring this up. Now, let me back up and say that whatever goes on in young man's life, it's it's crazy that I'm have to be the one to sit here and tell 30, 40, 50-year-old kids, men to not go after a 19, 18, 19-year-old, but I guess it comes to that point that we have to do that, right, Doobie? Unfortunately, that's what it's come to. But I guess it's going to be AYS hot take of the night. Dante Starks, or I keep saying night, but midday. Dante Starks came out with a statement that says, before y'all write bad things and make accusations about me, ask me what's going on. I didn't get dismissed because of the guns, drugs, and et cetera. 
in that February situation that happened, I accepted it and moved on. Mistakes happen in its life. I got dismissed because of academics. Now, some of us will remember, some of us will remember when Dante Starks was one, when he was going through his recruitment, was one of, well, was actually the last person to come into the university academically and him getting accepted. But here's to hoping that the young man is able to work his way back through, get his academics in order, and come back to Louisiana State. Because at the end of the day, guys, at the end of the day, he's a very good football player, a very, very good football player. And we need we need linebacker and linebacker depth. But here's to hoping that he, he makes a very quick, very, very quick transition and puts his head in the books and is able to come back. Now, here's where it comes to. And here's what gets me so frustrated. It's because I was sitting here, as Coach o would say, I was sitting on the Twitter machine, the tweeter machine. And then when I get on the Twitter machine, the tweeter machine, all I kept seeing from these old ass men was, oh, he's a thug. He's a thug. Shame on him. He got arrested. He, shame on him. He's, he's this and he's that. Shut the hell up. It's not his fault that you are mid-age, midlife crisis, unathletic, still talk about your high school days and that one state championship that you did not even come close to getting to, a guy that still has his Letterman jacket up in his closet, his high school class ring, a guy that purchases all of the recruiting sites just so he can know the inside knowledge about 18-year-old, 16-year-old kids, a guy that probably still lives in his mom's basement, a guy that gets his crust cut off of his PB&Js, a guy who, who drinks a glass of milk at night before he goes to sleep, a guy who's lonely and never going to have another have a girlfriend or have a wife or have a family because you're still living in your mom's basement, that guy that's commenting on Twitter. And some of you are going to know who and what person I was talking about, especially if you follow me on Twitter. Grow up. Grow up. Because it's aggravating sitting here as a 30-year-old man who has a son. <laughs> I see you, Doobie. So just showing him as a reference, um, this is uh, comes to mind for me. Okay, play Pe- it. Peaked in high school, Rob Lowe. From Peaked the- in high school, Rob Lowe. Play yep. that. Run it. Well, no, it's a, it's a, it's a steel shot, but... Uh, it just oh, okay. gotcha. immediately, when you said the, the jacket, the high school, it immediately reminded me of the DirecTV commercial. I miss them. They were great. <laughs> I do too. They were bad. They were awesome. The Rob Lowe commercials, DirecTV commercials were really good. And AT&T ruined them. They did. As, as we will know about AT&T, we're going to leave that one alone. <laughs> Jacob Samuelson says, lay off the PB and J's, boy. I ain't talking anything about the PB&Js. What I'm saying is, is that individual who talks about recruits and talks about 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old people and kids lives in his mom's basement and has his crust cut off by his mom. A guy who's probably goes to the bar. Now, I know we can't go to the bar now because of COVID-19, but a guy who probably goes to the bar and his mom's his DD and he has to text and call his mom to come pick him up so he doesn't get his fourth DWI. You know, you remember that guy? You know that guy? You know who I'm talking about on Twitter. 
I'll give you, give you the first name of what his Twitter name is. It starts with Dirty. Now you know who I'm talking about. Coming after a kid, oh, he's a thug. No, you're a you're a piece of crap. The scum on the bottom of my shoe has more worth than what you do when you go after a 19, 20, 21-year-old kid, someone who has been in that situation, someone who has been in that situation and worked their way out of it. Okay, I'm going to sit here and tell you that Yes, I wasn't around the best of people at times, but we none of us go back to when we were 20, 21. We didn't do stupid stuff. We didn't do very stupid stuff. Don't be a scumbag. Don't be a loser. It it, it amazes me. It amazes me that every time I come on here, I have to because I guess it's just a part of who I am. But when I get there on Twitter and I see someone ripping someone who's 20 years old, 19 years old, because he's making a he made a silly mistake. You're going to call him that you're going to call him that. But yet, when a five star recruit. Is liking and has interest in your school. You will call him everything that you love under the sun. Oh, he's the best kid I've ever seen in my life. He's amazing. And as soon as he commits to another school like an Alabama or a Clemson, he's automatically a piece of shit. No one cares about your opinion. No one. And as much as I want to tee off, I'm having a good Saturday, man. Me and Doobie are doing a lot of good things. I got Doobie laying back on the ones and twos. But there's just a lot of shit that I keep seeing out there. People calling a 20-year-old kid a garbage when your mommy's still cutting off your crusts on your PB&Js. <laughs> That's the AYS hot tape. Go recruiting, a.k.a. Chase Hoyt. What's going on, man? Says 100. Holden Lee says, curse jar. Damn, I forgot. <laughs> Justin Dunning says, they did it to ATN2 before the game. Threats and everything. That's a very good point. Justin brings up a very, very good point because his mom was talking about threats, and then people said, oh, well, his mom's lying. Well, then when she filed the police report on y'all's ass and showed the evidence, oh, all of a sudden she wasn't lying. Okay. Y'all got to calm down, dude. At the end, At the end of the day, at the end of the day it is football and we are very passionate about it but this is another human being you're talking about trey varnado what's going on brother gm varnado and sons if i'm in nola i'll have my glock in my book sack too just saying <laughs> i'm with you i'm with you especially now but especially talking about dante you're right what's that case get dismissed that had nothing to do with it Dem C, what's up, brother? It says Nichols, SLU, or Magnese will definitely be landing spots for him easily. Bro, I went to southeastern Louisiana. I have a lot of ties to southeastern Louisiana, especially in the football program. Trust me, they would go after him. Trust me. But it's it's embarrassing on my end because I feel embarrassed to be a part of it. And I know every school does it. Let's not get that twisted. But we have to be better. 
Guys, if you want to talk some LSU stuff, you see the number right there on the bottom. Give us a call, 225-238-6075. It's 225-238-6075. And look, we're going to have a lot of good guests coming up now that we have a lot of things figured out. Duby Lane was working his ass off. We're going to have Mike Scarborough from Tiger Bait next week. Jordy Hallberg. Chris Landry, I believe we're trying to get back on. Chris Landry, guys, listen, Chris Landry was in the in the front office for multiple, multiple NFL teams. I have a very good connection with Chris Landry. I'm very looking for, I'm looking forward for him to call in. Corey Collette says no one else is going to call in. I don't know. Jimmy Smith, what's happening, man? People believe what they want. Facts usually don't matter. First time here. Good, good show. Jimmy, I greatly appreciate that, man. Anything when it comes to recruiting, you guys can go follow. Follow Jimmy, but but listen, I I agree with you there, Jimmy. I mean, they they don't have facts. They have no facts when it comes to no facts when it comes to what's going on with Dante Starks. Zero, zilch, not a non. But yet they're going to be on the Twitter machine talking that shit, and 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 that's what the aggravating part about all this is. Hey, come talk it, come talk. Well, and here's the thing. They won't even say that to that man face-to-face. They're going to sit behind Twitter with the keyboard warriors. I mean, come on, man, because I've seen that kid that did that before. I've seen the guy going around tailgating. And every time I I say something to him about, yeah, man, I saw you on Twitter talking that stuff. He goes, oh, man, oh, man, you know, it's all in good fun. What's in good fun? (laughs) Doobie's out here in the background is pumping me up saying go old Mike Gundy on him and say, I'm a man, I'm 40. Well, I'm 30, but I guess I could replace the 40 with 30. Guys, I pretty greatly appreciate you joining the show. You just join us, hit that like and hit that share. Give us a phone call. We appreciate it. Guys, listen, I have, and this is where I'm going to spend a little bit more of my time. A little bit more of my time. Is I'm not sure if you guys saw what Drew Brees Drew Brees was mentioned by Sean Payton in a CBS radio interview the other day, talking about a, a quote-unquote – Sean Payton called it a pitch count, but I'm going to say limiting. He's going to limit him throughout the season. Now, I want to be careful here because I think that – I don't look, look, listen, listen. At the end of the day, Sean Payton, by no stretch of the imagination – is going to limit Drew Brees. If you are going to tell me against Tampa Bay, week nine, I believe it is, and you have a crucial game and you got to throw the football and he's supposed to be on a pitch count, he's not going to do that during the game. What I do believe that he was hinting at. Ah, Jacob Perilou, I appreciate that. Jacob Perilou just mentioned something that I tried to get hashtagged and I forgot about that. Because Michael Jackson, or see, I did it again. Michael Jordan has the last uh, last dance. For Drew Brees, we we should get shirts made, Doobie, called hashtag last ride and have a, a goat with the let, with the number nine in the middle of it. Jacob Perlou, you get a like, sir, on Facebook Live. Good point. But again, when we're sitting in the late in the third, early fourth, even late in the fourth quarter, Drew Brees is gonna throw is gonna sling that thing all over the field. Nothing is gonna stop Sean Payton from doing that. What I think that he is talking about, however, if you didn't see it, it's all over uh, the internet. You can find it out. Sean Payton talking about Drew Brees' pitch count. But 
I think what he's talking about is during the week, specifically during the week, during practices. I think that when he talks about the pitch count is the, the torque and the strain that a 16 and what would even if, if even if, and I don't believe he does, but even in, if next year Drew comes back in a 17-week season or 18-week season. Okay, well, hey. Doobie, people on Facebook's live said that they'd buy one. We might need to get on that. Okay. So hashtag last ride with a goat on it with a with a number nine. Okay. Craig Granger, what that happening? Okay. Hey, look, look what happens when you you finally come on a Saturday and people are are hitting up your show. But listen, at the end of the day, and look, Tom Brady has been doing this for years with the TB12, taking off a Wednesday, Thursday practice and getting the reps in on Fridays. And it seems to have bode well for him. Because not only in the last 10 years, look at the Super Bowls that he's won. And look, look at the Super Bowls that he's lost. <laughs> so what he, in this scenario, so what he lost him, he was getting there. Hell, in the game that he lost to the Eagles, he put up 400 plus yards against what some believed to be one of the best front sevens, especially the front – and you're going to say, that Philadelphia team didn't have a good front seven. Shit. That front four was disgusting for the Eagles that year. Jacob Perlew also makes a good point. He says – he's saying that so teams don't know what to expect, and that's right. That's exactly right. But here's what, when I heard it first, that I initially thought. Is I wondered if he's saying that to send a message to Taysom Hill and send a message to Jameis Winston. Now, hang with me here. Hang with me here. If you have a practice on a Wednesday, Thursday, and Drew's just sitting there doing mental reps and not doing anything physical, not getting the snaps, who's going to take those snaps? Who's going to bide for that number two spot? Now, we all know that Taysom's going to have his role, and we all pretty much figure that Jameis Winston will be your complete backup and your number two guy if Drew, God forbid, went down again. But what I do think is happening is that he wants some competition for both of those guys at the number two spot. Drew's going to be Drew. If you think for one second that Sean Payton's not going to throw him out there every chance that he gets and going to throw the ball and run his offense through Drew Brees, you're outside of your bleeping mind. Jameis is one of those guys that I've been very vocal about even before he signed that we should pick him up. And listen, I have been to one of the Saints practices when Taysom's been there, and the ball hits the ground a lot. He's a fantastic athlete, but the question comes, if he, if you want to be a starting quarterback in this league, and if Drew's not going to be at practice taking the reps with the number ones, at some point, he's going to have to start showing something. Now, I know that Sean said that that's going to be his guy, the guy moving forward, but is it? I think that he's bringing some competition into it. That was just the first thing that I thought of. The next thing I thought was, 
thought of was this. And I don't know how to feel about this and just a take that I have, but I don't know specifically how to, how to, what to think about this, but I'm just going to shoot, shoot for it. Do you guys feel that it is the front office, Sean Payton telling the front office to possibly make some moves? Kind of sending the hint like, hey, man, we all know that Drew's days are numbered. And I think Drew has made that point very clear with the NBC deal. But as I mentioned to you before, when it came to the offensive lineman, when they took in the draft Cesar Ruiz, the entire week and the entire two weeks leading up to it, all Sean Payton talked about was protecting Drew. First round, who do you go get? Sean is very calculated, a lot like Ed Orgeron. When he says something, you better take it to the bank. So it's very interesting that Sean's starting to be vocal about this. And I'll be interested to see what Sean has in store. Now, he could just be saying that just because. But we're definitely going to see it moving forward. Guys, we're going to that's all I really wanted to talk about on this Saturday. Not a lot to talk about that we haven't already touched. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do tonight, guys. I'm going to go get me, you know, look, I'm going to spend, continue to spend time with my family. UFC is coming on tonight. But if you want to talk to us, look, give us a call. We're going to be on for, let's say, another 10 minutes. Doobie, that's cool with you. But another 10 minutes. Go ahead and give us a call. Let's talk about some stuff. What Of tonight's show, what do you think? Do you think do you like my takes? Do you think they're spot on? Do you think eh, they got some flavor to them? Or do you think they're complete trash? No, don't tell me they're complete trash. Don't be, I'm just joking. If you do, hey, you do. Call us, guys. 225-238-6075. That's 225-238. It's up top. 6075. We'd love to take your call. Let's get through some of these comments. Because I know I missed a bunch of them. I know I missed a bunch of them. Boy, a lot of no love, none whatsoever. No love whatsoever for the Yankees in here. It's all about, oh, yeah, we all know that Boston would beat that butt. They always beat that butt. That's CC who called in earlier. Jacob Samuels says, oh, they're nothing but poo. I give Blake hell. <laughs> Y'all do give me hell. Take a pair, Lou. We greatly appreciate that. Doobie, it looks like we're going to have to get that shirt, man. Look at all these comments. We're going to definitely have to get that shirt. Hashtag last ride. Trey Varnado. I'm glad to hear that. Was wondering what was up with him. I guess you're talking about Todd Harris on there. Jason Slew brings up a good point about the Raging Cajuns transfer. Well, we can touch on that. Well, I was actually going to touch on that Monday. We'll touch, Jason. We'll touch on that. We'll touch on that Monday. Guys, we're about to call it if y'all don't call in. I know. Look, I, y'all ain't doing nothing. Y'all ain't doing nothing. Pick up the phone. Two two five two three eight six zero seven five. Because if you don't, we're going bye bye, and you ain't gonna see us until Monday. That's a long Sunday, boy. 
That's a long Sunday. What you going to do? What you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. Doobie, what you got on the plate for the night? Mm. Mm. Guys, if you do see this, I'll mention it now. Doobie and I have a good thing going with BRDL Media. Go follow it on Facebook. We're going to, not just us, but we're going to be doing a lot of other podcasts. If you have a podcast, pitch it to me. Pitch it to us. Not pitch it to me, but pitch it to us. We'd like to partner with you. Jacob Samuels says, the only thing I got to do the rest of the day is work. Man. You essential boys, boy. Y'all be working y'all's butts off, huh? Be working y'all's butts off. All right. I guess y'all don't want to call in. I guess y'all scared. I, are, are y'all scared? What are y'all scared about? What y'all scared about? Last night, we were taking phone calls. And every time we take a phone call, too many more other people were calling in. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, that's it. Guys, it was good. We got back to the 30th episode. Guys, 30 straight episodes with me and Doobie Lane during the... Uh-oh, we got a live one. Hit it. You on the air with Blake Rafino at Are You Serious? Who do I have the pleasure in speaking with? What's up, Blake? It's Jordan and Holden. Jordan, Holden Lee. How about that? What y'all doing? Uh, it's a slow-pitch football type of weekend. Oh, so y'all got some slow pitch softball going on. Where y'all playing at? Uh, Karen, Karen Crow Pelican Park. Oh, okay. Best athlete to ever come through Karen Crow. One, two, three, go. Say that again. Best athlete to ever come through Karen Crow on three. One, two, three, go. Kevin Falk. Kevin Falk. Hmm. Okay. Worst athlete to ever come through Karen Crow. One, two, three, go. <laughs> Dang, man, that's cold-blooded. That is cold, cold-blooded. So you got some slow-pitch softball going on. Y'all got a lot of people out there, a lot of teams, or what? Yeah, they had, they had, I, I mean, I don't know if you're supposed to say it, but they had over about 200 people. Really? Yeah, it was a lot. They didn't, uh, 200 people being there, they didn't shut some people down with all the COVID stuff, only being phase one? They were screaming us when we walked in. Yeah, and they were checking temperatures and stuff. They got everything marked off six feet, but the guys that are in the rule right now, ain't nobody following the rules, so I don't know if they're going to finish it out or if uh, they ain't even worried about it at this point. Yeah, people are sick of the whole staying at home, man. Just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are, man. At, social, that, that, at the end of the day, it, it's kind of – I mean, come on, man, the six feet thing, you know, when you're at the store, you put your debit card in the thing, unless they're sanitizing after each use, yeah. it does nothing. Jacob Samuelson on Facebook man. Live, guys, that, says, what? We haven't even had softball open back up in Texas. Well, you know what, Jacob? Not everything's bigger and better in Texas. There's only two things that come from Texas, and I can't say I'm on the air. <laughs> They had uh, some uh, Florida teams and Alabama teams in this tournament. Really? Yeah. 
But you boys out there on the other side of the basin just don't really give a rip about what people say, huh? Y'all just gonna do whatever the good Lord tells y'all to do, ain't that right? They they gave the the governor made the phase one order, and that evening he had a softball tournament scheduled. <laughs> they like that money. Yeah, they do. Well, that's good. Man, listen, I went to the I went to the store the other day or yesterday, I think it was, and I, it was in the morning. Okay, like early, early morning. And my wife was going to work. And I go to the store and I run right back home. Bro, it took me 45 minutes to go a mile because so many people were like out and about. I'm like, Jesus. Y'all still with us? Yes, sir. My bad, my bad. Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, so y'all do a live show every weekend. What are y'all doing y'all's tomorrow? Tomorrow afternoon, we have uh, Harry Coleman come and sit with us. Um, you should uh, remember who Harry Coleman is. He played for LSU back in the um, uh, early 2000s, I think. The he 07 was, championship. Yeah, he was on the 07 championship team, I think. I'm not sure. I forgot what grade he was in, but I think he's part of the 05 class. Mm-hmm. Do I remember Harry but, Coleman? That's like, we're, that's like saying, do I remember if my name's Blake Rafino? And that this is yeah, are you serious? I Jordan Taylor him, and Holden hey, Lee hey, on the phone call like, with us. I told him you would know him, bro. The, you, you know, I would probably get stumped on a lot of LSU trivia, but there's not a lot. There's not a lot. What number was he? Oh, now you're about to get me. On, Let's see. I'm he was in 05, 06, 07, correct? Uh, yeah, I know he was part of the 07 championship team. Hold on, let me go. Let me go check. I, I can find out. I posted the flyer. We're gonna, no, you're not going to tell me because I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this now, just so everyone can see my hands. But if memory, so I'm not searching anything. And Doobie, don't don't do anything. But wasn't Harry Coleman number 24? Yes, sir. Yep. Hmm. He, he there was, was the another class. Coleman that was 24. That was on the eleven, on the 2011 championship team. Do you remember what his first name was? Who? Who was that again? Number 24 in the 2011 championship team. He played DB. He also wore number 24, and his last name was, was Coleman. Do you remember who that is? No. No, that's two four back. 2011. Uh, mm-hmm. Number 24. 2011, 2012. Simon. Was it, yeah, was it Simon? No. Not the no. Simon. It wasn't a big name. I don't think it was. Well, you're killing me now. That's gonna okay, happen. but here, here's what we're going to do. So everyone, if you want the answer, what these guys are going to do tomorrow is they're going to go out and they are going to – guys, Lewis Coleman. Lewis Coleman. You don't remember Lewis Coleman, the, full, the, the linebacker? No, I, I don't. What? I don't. I'm serious. Okay. Okay. Well, guys, we really, did, did really he play appreciate baseball? You. Huh? He played baseball too, huh? My names might be mixed up. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an alcohol in. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I appreciate your calling show. We're gonna go ahead and get on off. Guys, everyone on Facebook Live, follow Holden and Jordan Taylor on Under the Lights. They'll be doing a show tomorrow. I'll definitely share it for you guys. Thanks for you guys calling in. 
I greatly appreciate it. Yes, sir. Hi, Blake. All right, guys. Have a good one. We greatly, greatly appreciate them guys calling in Jordan Lee and holding or Jordan Taylor and Holden Lee. Guys, we're gonna go ahead and call it a night. Episode thirty, Doobie. We we're doing this thing, man. We got thirty in. Got a lot more to go. Yep, yep. Just getting started, dude. Just getting started. All right, guys. My name is Blake Rafino. Doobie Lane. We're back on the ones and twos. We'll see y'all again Monday, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.